My name is Deb Howcroft and I'm with the National Disability Services Safer and Stronger Program. Today, I'm speaking with Peter Romer, who is one of Victoria's COVID-19 disability sector vaccine champions. Peter is a house supervisor with Disability Accommodation Services based in regional Victoria. Welcome, Peter, and thanks for joining us today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Firstly, I'd really like to thank you uh, for taking on the role of vaccine champion in Victoria. You know, it's so important that we all go out and get vaccinated so we can stop the interruptions to all our lives and start living with the people we love again. And I really thank you for, uh, for taking an active role and helping to get the rest of us there. Um, I'm wondering, would you, would you please tell us a bit about yourself and what you do and why you decided to become involved in the Vaccine Champion Program? Um, well, I work in uh, disability in a group home with six adults uh, who have all, you know, like the rest of us, all been affected by COVID, the lockdowns, the restrictions, um, and, you know, wanted to uh, find out more about the vaccine. Uh, I was initially hesitant um, to get the vaccine for no real particular reason that I knew of, but um phobia of needles was definitely one of those um through my union health and community services union yep haksu they um organized a webinar with a professor that i was invited to and um that's kind of where this started where i started to get more factual information more information that was kind of um you know, it had all the technological or the, the challenging words cut out of it. It was just quite clear-cut, very simple to understand. Um, and after attending that session, I decided that I just need to front up and brave the phobia and get a needle and get it done. So um, that's uh, how I ended up here, I guess. Well, congratulations and well done. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um yeah, I, I know that needle phobia is really a thing. So yeah, really well done. You know, we are we are seeing um, hesitation, hesitancy with um, the COVID nineteen vaccines, and there's also a bit of lack of urgency in some areas. Uh, not so much Victoria, obviously. So you've you've said you know you're influenced. Uh, your decision was influenced by receiving some um, some signs. From someone who was respected, but was there any any sort of clear message out of that that made you change your mind? All all of it was good, um, and I suppose for me it was something around um, being in the age group I am. So I'm 33, so early 30s, and um, in the in the riskier age group, the age group that they're finding hard to vaccinate and that are not really sure why it's hard to vaccinate my age group and particularly males. And um, I suppose once I started more paying attention to the presentation and the professor and, and I got to ask him several questions that I had that I needed answered for myself, um, I kind of really had no more reason not to get it. But the, uh, the hesitancy and the lack of urgency, I think, um, Combine that with the justifying the needle phobia, maybe. Also, um, this is the first time people my age have had to make a decision about vaccinations for themselves. Uh, my parents consented to all my vaccines. I just turned up at school and got them. I haven't been overseas, so I haven't had to get any you know, overseas-specific vaccines, but this was the first time and... 
we were, t- we, you know, it was it was very overwhelming. It was quite in your face. It was there wasn't any, uh, you know, lead up to it. It was just this is the vaccine, and um, it was in. The more and more I attended these seminars, the more and more I kind of had questions answered, like why it appeared to be developed so quickly, and why there was a lot of people. Um, you know, pushing the notion that this is an untested vaccine or mm. it's just rushed, you know, don't trust it. But when I got to talk to people who, well, they should know, it's their, their job and their interests and their field, they explain the process on why it appears that way but then, um, you know, shown information and credible information on why it wasn't. So that type of stuff really helped me make up my mind to just get it done. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and um, you know that's that's certainly the way to, to do it, isn't it? Not not look at Facebook, but uh, listen to the people who know what they're talking about in this area. Yeah. So thinking about the fact that you have a needle phobia, how, how did you find the process of getting vaccination? And, and I'm wondering if you've got any tips for people. It was um, it was all in my head, um, which is most phobias. I didn't actually feel the needle at all where others, my colleagues, um, they come back saying how much they, they, they felt the needle, but I, I, didn't, I didn't feel anything. Um, I think it was good. I was quite um, upfront with the people at the state clinic in Bendigo where I, I turned up and I said to them, uh, I've got my ID, I'm in the priority group, I have a needle phobia, I've made the decision to get it done, I need to get it done now or I'm most likely not going to get it done. And I think they could see the, you know, the, the, the fear and, and sense it in my voice and got me in and got me in with a good nurse and explained everything and it was just pretty seamless. Um, I think that also helps um, from when you decide to make it to get the appointment if you can get a very small time frame. Yeah, it's mm. more likely not to play on your mind but... No, no, no tips, just be brave. Yeah. <laughs> I think you gave some tips there, <laughs> selling yourself short. <laughs> so you, I, I'm also thinking of, um, you know, people with disabilities and the fact that you do support six adults in a group home. Um, you know, do you, do you have any uh, advice or uh, have you seen any examples of, of what works well in supporting, um, you know, the adults in your home, for, for instance, to get a vaccination? We, um, out of the six people that I support in the group home, uh, three um, were very willing and keen to go through the um, the state clinic in Bendigo through the disability lia- liaison officer, sorry, mm-hmm. disability liaison officer, um, and that made the process very, very easy for these three people who had... Um, you know, some sensory needs. Um, that we, we had uh, priority access to the back of the clinic and we had a nice quiet room, very, very minimal um, stimuli, brilliant. Um, one of the other ladies accessed it through her GP with her partner um, and was very empowered to go with her partner and seen a lot of other, you know, partners and husbands, wives, mums and dads going together and wanted to do that with her partner. And uh, the last, well, we've still got one to go that we put in. Um, her mum just provided consent, which was good. She was very hesitant about the um, the news that you could hear. 
um, with the potential side effects. So she's just provided consent now, which is good. The last gentleman, uh, he, like me, uh, has a needle phobia, except far worse um, than, than I do. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, his name's also Peter. Um, has a lot of trauma around it. He's been, uh, you know, he's gained his phobia through uh, dealings with the ambulance and, uh, you know, police in his time. So he was not even going to wear a mask at the start of the pandemic. He posed a very big uh, safety risk to us all because of us wearing a mask and we've managed to be able to desensitise him by just working with him and um, helping him feel comfortable and, then he started to ironically start to hear the message that the the is out on the TV about needing your vaccine to go on holidays or the vaccine passport, and he wants to go on holiday, and he kept saying, "Oh, I need a needle, or can't go on holiday." And you know, we explained to him that you know it's probably a bit more than a local holiday in Bendigo, but nevertheless, yes, it's a good thing, and. Um, we explained to him that the needle really felt nothing worse than being pinched or scratched and the same kind of thing applied. He woke up one day and said, oh, I want my needle today and we straight down to the clinic and managed to get a priority appointment and he sat down there and we held his hand and he didn't really know it got it happened until the, he seen the nurse put the um, cotton ball on his arm and now we've come home telling everyone um he got a photo in front of the I've been vaccinated banner. So he's proud as punch and really overcoming a lot of his phobias in general. But, yeah, to, for him to do that is such an achievement. It's not, uh, yeah, it's, it blew my mind, really. It really did. That's that's a great story, Peter. Yeah, well done. So as a, as a vaccine champion, you know, how, how do you think it can help people who've got family, friends, co-workers who are anxious? about the vaccines or, or even getting information that's false? You know, what, what do you suggest they do to help build confidence about the vaccines? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I was very good to start with until I did the training um, and hearing about, you know, it's important to, to try and help people find their way but not to the extent where you, you know, can potentially lose friends or family over it. And that's an important thing that I might not have uh, thought about at the beginning. Um, but I think it's about finding people that you trust and finding um, information that you can trust from credible websites. Um, I got a lot of mine through the government websites um, that come through the training. So I try and I try and if I know the people well, is try and ask them, you know, how are they going or what's actual any of their concerns and mention that I've been to two or three seminars and lucky enough to have um, the slides and a recording of one and and I offer to send them one. Say, look, this is how I felt more comfortable about it. It might work for you. And make sure they feel comfortable to, if you don't want to read it or watch it, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to be upset by it. Um, and just try and help them feel comfortable to make up their own mind. And um, I suppose the biggest thing I've found, it's like uh, 
when you desperately want someone that you love and care for to stop smoking and you keep badgering them. But um, as someone who did used to smoke, the more I got badgered, the more I'd dig my heels in. And I think it's that kind of attitude that going, it's okay to talk about it, it's okay to help people find information, but to badger, to push your views, whether it is pro or anti-vax, to push your views either way, it's it's not helpful and it's not going to get the outcome you're after. So help people, not, you know, the whole uh, take the horse to water but you can't make it drink type thing and be respectful of that is what I found the biggest thing. Just if, if, you, if you're not into it yet, that's fine. That, that's okay. Um, that's, you know, I've got a couple of close friends who have chosen not to get the vaccine just yet um, and we're, we're, we're quite able to have conversations back and forth and different views and opinions and there's enough mutual healthy respect there that our views, albeit being opposite, don't impact our friendship um, and that's that's probably the biggest thing I could say to anybody is don't don't let this stuff impact your friendship or your family. Um, healthy, respectful conversations is is what needs to keep us all together. If it's about the vaccine or anything else, just keep sticking together and not turning on each other because of opinions is is nearly as important as getting the vaccine. Thank, thank you, Peter. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today and sharing with us why it's so important that if we're eligible, we should. Uh, take up the opportunity to get a vaccination or at least to to inquire and uh, and find out a little bit more about it. No worries. Thank you. For more information on the Vaccine Champions Program, you can email Sarah Anderson at sarah.anderson at health.vic.gov.au or go to the Victoria COVID-19 Hub Toolkit on the NDS website at nds.org.au.